You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Listen to more Magrito Podcast Network shows over at magrito.net. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. The Magrito Podcast Network. The Mind for a lot of uh with, with the o's in in the apostrophe and they they thought that uh, you know administratively uh it would have been better if they would have dropped that you know cutting the hours cutting the corners just a little bit i'm trying to think of a jingle Wrap your laughing gear around our finest meat yet. Pick up your combo with a nourishing vagina hot dog. Fries, Coke, and half a pill of gooey. The speed dog meal is only $12. 12 bucks. $12. At Vagina Farms. For a limited time, get a classic vagina hot dog meal. And a hot dog from an organic fat flap. For a dollar. For a dollar. For only a dollar. It's the organic fat flaps for me. You know where your hot dogs are coming from. Free-range vagina hot dogs. Vagina farms. Delicious three times out of the month. Come on down here and get your classic pussy dog combo with cootie fries, a large spoon, just $6.99. Plus get your vagina farms. Limited edition glass. Vagina hot dogs. To be frank, you're going to love them. Here at Vagina Farms. But, uh, Matt, uh, Maddie, how are you? Gil, I'm great. It is a real pleasure to be on your show. We've been chatting a fair bit lately, and, um, man, when you threw out the invite, I, I've jumped at it. I, I was so excited to come and join you. Cool, man. I, I'm, I'm glad that you're excited. I'm glad we finally set on a date yeah. and an hour and a time and space, uh, <laughs> On this flat earth, depending on what you believe, or the global earth, uh, whatever you tend to believe, but we are here, and I'm excited, man. Well, and this has been a bit of gymnastics to try and get our schedules to line up a bit, because as you can see, it's like 10 in the morning over here on a Wednesday, (laughs) (laughs) and that's just to make sure we've got a time together, because for you, it's a completely different time on a completely different day, which is wild to me. This is... Yeah. This yeah alone. This is probably the the most str- strategic <laughs> scheduling that I had to do. I had to get your people, yeah. I my think... people, our PAs had to work it out because you know we're big time <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, but but they finally they they got it. So uh, I'm happy that uh, we're finally here. So same here. Cool. Welcome. Welcome on, man. Uh, so you got to tell me, okay, so we're, we talked a little bit about, uh, the whole time zone. So where exactly are you in, uh, Australia? Uh, yeah. So I'm in the city of Canberra and it's the capital city. It's about two hours inland, uh, from Sydney and a little bit south of Sydney. 
It's um, okay. It's this little enclave city-state that's completely surrounded by the state of New South Wales. So, at the moment, while New South Wales is having a, a bit of a re, um, uh, I guess, a bit of a rebirth of the the wave of coronavirus going through, especially Sydney, where one in four people in New South Wales live in Sydney. It's it's pretty much the big population base. Um, we're so close to that that our border for our little city state has become much more important. Usually, it's quite a porous thing. But uh, at the moment, we're all kind of trapped here for a bit and not letting people in or mm-hmm. out. So, so I've got all the splendor, yeah. Amber, to myself, pretty much. Yeah, I uh, I sent you that that screenshot of that um, of that report that I that I seen. And I, I had to send that back to you to to, uh, to get a little confirmation because I was kind of I don't know that over here in the states you, you probably are, you already know that we have a, a dozen uh, news channels and 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 uh, about a dozen you know newspapers throughout the the week and they have all the same like kind of information but they distribute it differently like in England uh the the main the main guy i don't i forgot his name but the main guy uh that was head of the whole uh the coronavirus stuff he got fired or something for uh for violating uh covid restrictions that was in one newspaper but i read another uh article that said that he was fired for kissing his assistant oh gosh so maybe uh, maybe him making out with his assistant was a covid violation that, I mean, yeah, that's right? a violation. I mean, God, so. it's a bit of a, a jump to go from something that's senate administrative <laughs> to being like, yeah, so I was just getting it on with my secretary. <laughs> that's a bit of a jump. <laughs> yeah, so I yeah, I wasn't too sure. So I sent that out, and, and how is it right now? Like, uh, I mean, according to... Our papers out here, they're saying that the de- Delta variant is is pretty strong uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, the regular coronavirus. So how is it, yeah. you know, what, ki- what type of environment li- living is it out there? It's kind of interesting here at the moment because we, we had really not had a lot of restrictions in a full year, uh, especially here in Canberra where... Because it's a city-state, you can really manage the border and people coming in and out pretty effectively. And because it's a seat of government, when people are flying in and out for international business, you can get them to isolate. So we were continually recording cases, but the people who've been overseas, travelled, got back, isolate, life's good. Uh, But where this has sort of sprung from is Mm -hmm. that there's been this transport driver contracted to some company who's picked up people who've returned from overseas who were like a flight crew and transported them somewhere where they did their due diligence of, you know, uh, isolating and, and, and doing all that sort of thing. But this driver was not vaccinated and then didn't isolate. And they're the source of this hotspot. And this fright crew coming from India, I think it was, oh, wow. where this Delta virus, strain of the virus had been much more uh, prevalent. And, and so I've had to do a bit of background reading on this because I, I don't know, because it hadn't really affected us a lot. I kind of hmm, let it all pass and, and wasn't spending so much time reading about it. But from what right. I understand, Delta strain of the virus is three times more communicable. So it's, yeah, it's pretty aggressive. And all of a sudden now we've got 140 cases just out of nowhere. And our island's like, wow, we were right on top of this. We're wow. going to wind some stuff back to try and yeah. get back on top of it again. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, at the beginning of the, you know, pandemic uh, in 2020, you guys were, you guys pretty much closed off everything, right? And I, I think out of the whole world, you guys closed off first and pretty much took care of what you guys needed to take care of. And you guys opened back up, I think it was within a couple of weeks, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, pretty right. My life at that time, I was working with a beverage supplier in hospitality businesses, and they were reopening in some ways yeah. pretty well straight away because they'd worked out the online way of dealing and contact-free delivery. But then being able to dine in yeah. venues came back by late June, July, um, so about a year ago, and and we've just sort of had no real troubles in my part yeah. of Australia. Melbourne kind of had a second burst of the first wave and and they had some big troubles and they were locked down for another three months but then that was kind of it you know until until now so um i think uh, this is to just a really Mm. geographic advantage you have when you're on a big warp ass island like it's huge about the size of the the 48 u.s states it's almost that big (laughs) but there's like eight towns on it that have a hundred thousand people or more there's like so few big towns and they're all spread out from each other. None of them are really near each other at all. So once you do fence off state borders and stop people traveling between those couple of big cities, you really rein it in pretty quick. So I think we just also had a lot of geographic advantage. And, and New Zealand yeah. were probably even better at it than us. And for a while there, we had some really free travel between us and New Zealand. Where God. Oh, yeah. And, and we were able to open up to them pretty quickly. Right. Yeah, that that would... Yeah, that that would uh, that would make sense. And you also mentioned that we, I mean, over here in the state, especially California, we have uh, tons of people. That uh, so many people. I mean, with a yeah, I with a I guess with the virus that is, um, it's hard to social distance. I mean, uh, yeah. just the American way of living. It's our we're we're very social uh, human beings. I mean. And I think just collectively, the whole world as as humans, we're all uh, very social creatures. So it's kind of hard to uh, keep us away from that. So, yeah. Oh, 100%. I don't know, man. Strange times, dude. Yeah. It's such a weird time to be alive, especially after we sort of come out the other side. And I think we kind of got into a spot where nationally we were like, Oh, we can lecture the whole world on coronavirus. Look how we've done, and now we're totally eating a bunch of humble pie while we're all mm-hmm. back in, um, you know, isolations and stuff. And, and for the first yeah. time, I've had to wear masks out in places because, yeah, uh, in a year, my whole city's had like a hundred oh, okay. cases. Really? So, yeah, and like wow. there's a half a million people living in my city, and we've had like a hundred cases total. So you know, it, it was so under wraps. Um, that they never enforced Whoa. a mandate to have to wear masks, but now they're like, "Yep, you got to do it." So for the first time in a year and a half, we're all out in yeah. masks. It's so odd. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even me going going back to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned uh so you you have to say it on 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 the podcast uh, about the care packages that you're sending out our fellow uh our fellow uh podcast other podcasters in the in the indie podcaster uh community. So who was that? 
Ah, this is such a great community that we're in. And this is how we meet, right? Is if it's not for a cool little community of independent podcasters just yeah. looking to help each other and support each other, we don't even meet. So that's, to me, a really wild and radical thing. Um, but a couple of our mates, so uh, I know you've got a lovely relationship with almost all of these people too. Paige from Chaotic Neutral and uh, my mates from the Bub and Gobs show and, uh, and more recently too, uh, Liz and Shana from You Should Have Ghosted. Uh, I've, I've had a fair bit to do with each of them recently, and I've <laughs> sent them over little packages that have a few Aussie things in yeah. them uh, for them to try out and to be universally discussed nice. about or impressed by. I don't know which. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, got one I'm sending out today to, to Paige at Chaotic Neutral. But I, I was joking to you, I think I'm probably becoming one of Australia's leading exporters in Vegemite because this will be the third jar I've sent out in a week. <laughs> uh, maybe I should send you one, mate. I wonder if you'd be just as disgusted by this stuff. I'd, I'd love I've, to watch you try some Vegemite. <laughs> I would be interested in that. I would be super interested in that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like vegetarian, it's vegan, right? Got, got the box here. So this is... There we are. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. And it's a spread that you generally would put on toast, or you might spread it on like okay. a like a wheat cracker or something like that. Uh, and mm. essentially, it's like a byproduct of beer production, that you just end up with all this leftover black yeasty kind of stuff. And they, it's mm. super salty, okay. and they just kind of turn it into this spread. And the first reaction of watching, you do yourself a favor and just Google people tasting it. Because when people send these overseas, half the fun uh-huh. is for the Australian to watch the, the foreigner yeah. dig in with a spoon like it's jam or peanut butter and then be instantly reviled Dude, by what yes. they've just done to them. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, we can do this. Hold on. We, we can do this. You, you send that out and I can do that on, on the podcast. Yay! While while I'm recording, yeah, <laughs> yes, we'll do that. We'll, right. we'll, we'll I'll, I'll plug you in. <laughs> yeah, yes, I think that's what we need to do. Yeah, man, heck, yeah, let's do that. Do it. Yeah, I'll send you a few other Aussie things. There I've we got go. To send a whole box. I'll fill it with. Yeah, there we go. The then I can uh, half of that podcast will be the australian experience in a box (laughs) but so i was i was doing a live with uh page um a few weeks ago and we're just googling uh kangaroo uh like oh all these different types of recipes to eat out of kangaroo and then i recently did a podcast with eric from uncomfortable conversations and he he yeah. said the coolest thing he ever ate was was a kangaroo burger. So yeah, yeah, I, that, that, I thought roll. that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It was a, so it's a, a roux what? Yeah, roux roll, right? Roux, roux roll. Oh, okay. R double O. Yeah. Roux roll. Excuse oh, my okay. accent. <laughs> no worries. I have one too. Uh, people say that I have a SoCal accent. No, I, I don't get that. See, I can't tell the difference. I can't tell the difference. I'm good <laughs> with, hey, if you've got a Boston accent, I'll pick you out. If you've got a Southern accent, I'll pick you out. If you've got a uh-huh. Western accent, I can probably pick that out. 
and then from there it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the rest is uh, just a lot. I mean. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't have really too many, uh, too many accents. I mean, there's a Southern part and it's so funny how like Boston has that distinctive accent, but it's only like a, it's, it's a city within a state. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's strange how, how all that works. Yeah. It's truly remarkable that it's got a little flavor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just one city. It's a city, and and it, it Massachusetts is not even a big state, but, I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, Texas has, like, a distinctive, uh, distinctive uh, accent, right? Or is that just a southern accent? Wow. Ah, it's just a southern accent. Lump them in with southern. Because I think the southern accent has, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like a dial, you know? You get the guy who owns the mm. Dallas Cowboys, his accent, because he's like, I don't know, from Tennessee or something, and his accent's real smooth and rich. It's just, it's the audio version of a nice scotch. Like, <laughs> it's beautiful to listen to. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, like, who's the governor of Texas? What's his name? He's, his accent's not nearly like that at all, you know. So, like, I think Southern is this thing, and it's mm-hmm. got degrees of how Southern the accent is. And I just throw Texas in with that. Yeah, we we need a we need to build up a chart and start charting all these different accents that we get on podcasts, right? Yeah, I've I've so I have I finally have an Australian on the mind buzz, which is fucking cool. Uh, I've had uh, an Irish Irish accent uh, from Brian. And um, my brother. No, I think that's that's pretty much. Oh, and then uh, um, Marv uh, Martin Kobel from uh, Pods Like Us. He he's been on the show uh, plenty of times. So he's he uh, he's the he's he is so great. He is awesome. He is awesome. He he connects me to like. Yeah, anybody disagree, you tell me in the comments and I'll go kick your ass. How about that? Please, somebody. Somebody disagree with me. I feel like fighting. <laughs> yeah. But um kangaroo on that There's no way. No, there there there's no way. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> there's There's really not. Yeah. Yeah, 7.2 billion people. Um so, Maddie, uh, your 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 podcast uh, is uh, f- fantasy football for the most part, right? Right. Um, yeah. So you you got to right. tell me about that. Yeah, tell me tell me a little bit uh, about that, a little bit behind the scenes, uh, and tell me how you really got into that because I'm 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 pretty fascinated. Yeah. Your thing, man. Well. It's not a big sport here, obviously. American football, we call it that because it's it's a minority sport. When you say football over here, there's a few different sports you could be talking about. Oh, oh, really? Uh, I think okay. the one most people would associate with when an Aussie says football is rugby. Um, oh, those okay. Sort of versions of football, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, is there is, is soccer? Yeah, is soccer put into that yeah, a little bit too? Soccer. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we, we call it, yeah, it's the same, we call it soccer, but we, there's a pocket of people who would call that football, but the same sort of thing as mm-hmm. how in the US. Do you ever run into those people, especially through like the World Cup, who are like, the football World Cup? And you're like, can't we just call it soccer? We've always called it yeah, soccer. Yeah, can't we? <laughs> Can't. Yeah, well, but there's that it, it's foot. Yeah, it's football in in Spanish. So, like where I where I'm from in Southern California, predominantly is uh, Mexican American. But even even uh, the people that don't are are not speaking, you know, 100 percent Spanish in their everyday lives. They the, the people that don't speak. Spanish, they call it uh, soccer. It's other soccer in English, and then football in, yeah. in Spanish. But then, like you said, you get you get those guys that uh, call it football, and when it's soccer, yeah. yes, yeah, those pretty knobs. much. <laughs> right, yeah. But I guess we say football here. There's two different kinds okay. of football based on rugby, and there's one called rugby union which is 15 players a team, and they seem to endlessly kick it up and down the field a lot. And then there's another version called Rugby League, which was kind of an offshoot from Rugby Union. That's 13 players a side, and the rules have adapted a bit over the 100 years it's been around. And then there's this wonderful sport that I need you to Google called Aussie Rules Football. Okay, I absolutely need you to Google that up. In your, whatever time you get to Google shit up, Google that up, because if you could tell me that you make sense of anything that's going on on an Aussie rules field, I'll be mighty impressed. 18 okay, guys so what is it? on an oval that's twice the size of the American football field, all wearing singlets, essentially just bashing each other up. Singlets? <laughs> what the? Okay, so what is it called? Aussie what? Singlets. Yeah. Aussie rules. Aussie rules? He's looking for it. Aussie Rules, yeah, R-U-L-E-S. Oh, okay, Aussie Rules football, right? Yeah. Okay. Images. If you find a video to watch of Aussie Rules, I think you'll be so impressed at this sport because it's, it, it's I've got to imagine you'll just see some of it and just be like, I don't mm-hmm. know what they're trying to achieve. <laughs> well, it looks like, it, it looks like, uh, rugby a little bit. I mean, I'm just looking at pictures right now, but I will. Uh, uh that looks like a an American football ball. Um, a little rounder on the edges, but yeah, about that uh-huh. size, a bit, bit bigger and a bit rounder on the edges because they're not throwing it. They they pass it by hitting it out of one flat hand with the fist of the other hand, and they call that a handball. And the idea is if you kick it to a teammate and they catch it on the full, you get a free kick for just catching it. And then you've got to move this ball up this field that's 200 yards long. And at the ends of the <laughs> field, there are these posts. And there's two really tall, skinny ones. If you kick it through there, that's six points. And then there are these two shorter ones flanking the bigger ones. And if you miss, but you get it between the big post and the small post, you still get a point. And I think that's about the most Aussie thing on earth. Just a little bit of an encouragement award for trying. <laughs> an encouragement sport. Isn't that the I most gorgeous it. thing you've ever heard? Right? It's a pro Jeez. sport, but we just can give you a little pat on the bum for, oh, good shot, mate. You got close. Good on you, mate. We'll give you a point. 
<laughs> yeah, I see those posts. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's four of them? There's four posts on each end? Yeah. Or is it... Oh, wow. That's right, yeah. And the field is the same shape as the ball. It's this big oval. Oh, yeah, i seen I seen really the, the only marks on it is there's the... For that thing. Yeah, these, like, rings yeah. 50 metres out. And that doesn't really... It doesn't affect, like, it's not like a three-point line or anything like that. You don't get more for kicking goal from outside there. It's... I, mm. I don't really understand why that marking has to be there at all. It doesn't affect the game at all. But, yeah, it's, it's a funny little sport because you, <laughs> you get such a bonus for kicking a goal because that's six points. <laughs> that's a lot of points. It's like a touchdown, right? Whoa, yeah. But for not even kicking it right, you still get a point. I just think that's so gorgeous. The Mind Buzz is powered by Mind Buzz Media. Mind Buzz Media is an on-site video and audio podcast production company. Have you ever thought about starting your own video and audio podcast? Or do you have an existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? MindBuzz Media brings a professional podcast studio to you. Visit mindbuzz.org for more. <laughs> That's nuts. Do you uh do you play sports? Or you just comment on uh on sports? No, I used to play American football. Oh, okay. I used to play American football. And it's a tiny little sport here. In my town, we had a league that had three teams in it the first year I played, so maybe 130 oh, guys okay. playing. And then in the six years I played, it got it grew a bit and it got up to having six teams, but it was probably too many teams and not enough organisation, and a team started folding all over the place and just tried to expand a bit quick. Everyone who had a fight with somebody was off making their own team. Um, and so by the time our team sort of folded in 2010, it was back to like a three-team league again. But uh, very selfishly, I'd never been in a sport like American football. I'd never played contact sport for starters because I'm only a little guy. Um, and mum would never sign the permission forms. But um, <laughs> I, I couldn't think of a safer sport to play in terms of the gear I got. So I thought, well, this is a good sport for a little guy like me to take up if I'm going to play contact sport. But right. I'd never been involved in a team like that where just the – the care and the relationships in the club were really, really genuine and, and it was a beautiful community of people who really did care about each other. And I just kind of acquired these brothers who I was really unwilling to lose. So I thought, well, to keep these guys, how do I keep them in my life if none of us are playing football anymore? I'll start a fantasy football league. And and that's kind of, you know, we're about to start our 12th season of that fantasy football league. And that's kind of where my podcast has come from is... Every year we do something a little new and a little different to try and help make the league more interesting. And last year, while I was off um, with using a lot of leave that my company wanted me to use up, um, what better way to fill it than by doing something dumb like starting a podcast about Australians playing American fantasy football? That is cool. That is really cool. I, it's, so, it's so amazing how many podcasts actually really came out of um, last year's deal. I mean, uh, for instance, yours came out. I mean, mine came out. I know uh, a couple of others that came out uh, af- out of something that's uh, just just weird in general. I mean, it gave us enough time to do something that we actually care about. So, I mean, 
we use the we use the time wisely, right? Oh yeah. I like to think so. Yes. I mean, yeah. I really would have wanted to start my podcast the year earlier, but I just found I was too busy and decided not to. And in hindsight, I probably could have. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this is one of those things. And and you know, to correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm going to just speak for you here. But <laughs> once I started it. I realized it wasn't that hard and I probably should have started it the year before. And that I actually spent a lot of time worrying about how hard it was going to be and how, yeah, what I needed it to sound like and feel like before I'd be comfortable starting it. Really, yeah. I could have just started it and learned along the way because as it worked out, once I started it, I still needed to do a lot of learning along the way anyway. So I should yeah. have just done it the year before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and just like anything, when you start, you you're 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 not the best. Uh, you 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 really don't. I mean, yeah. you kind of have an idea of where you want to go, but sometimes when you so I mean, at least something like this for creatives like us, the the hardest thing is to just start something, and and it will evolve. Like even with uh, this thing here, yeah. it's evolved you know, after a couple of months of doing it. So um it when just start. That that's the thing. Like you said, just you should just start and it will all uh come together. So that's cool, man. Well have you found too that since you've started, your show probably isn't what you thought it was gonna be. You've just been able to accept feedback or accept the show kind of taking a different direction and you just go on with it. Uh, yeah. You sort of found that for your show, Gil? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I even, I talked to Tim from, uh, Tim from Bad Counsel and he asked me the same question. I love those guys. Yeah. He asked me the same question and I told him, dude, like my, it, originally the mind buzz was, is supposed, was supposed to be something like very, like a something very serious that with very uh, subject matter that was very not to be taken lightly and yeah and I don't know along the line uh, I just wow. along the lines uh, of my friends started bringing up uh, you know aliens and ancient aliens and and psychedelics and and we started talking about cannabis and stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna roll with it. I'm gonna roll with yeah. it. And and even I had uh, I had topics for each episode that me and uh, guests would discuss. And uh, I suck at reading scripts, so I, I'm I'm just terrible. I just I get nervous when I when I have to read something right in front of me. And I start stuttering. I mean, I stutter regardless, but imagine me stuttering and reading something off like a teleprompter. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I scrapped it out after those episodes and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to free will it. I'm going to bring on guests from different uh, walks of life, different countries, and we're just going to roll with it. That's it. I mean, uh, that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. Right. I mean, if it, it was serious, uh, I don't know if... And I sort of was victim of the same Yeah. Yeah. Y- yeah. Do you, you, dude, you also... I was victim of the same thing. I started out my show really big, 
my league that mm-hmm. I'm in is really uncommon because the standard fantasy football league is 10 or 12 guys. Ours is 16. And then to make 16 work, we've had to like nip and tuck rules to try and make it fair mm-hmm. and fun and allow a bit of slow player catch-up if someone starts out badly and that kind of thing. To try and keep it entertaining and competitive for everybody. Otherwise, if you're just early out of the running, why bother competing? We wanted it to be more than that. So to get resources to help us be good at researching our league, we kind of had to make them. And I'm the commissioner. I know that sounds real <laughs> fancy and self-aggrandizing, but it, I'm the person who's got all the, like, I guess, the, the controlling power over setting those things. But I'm also like the conversation starter, I guess, too, and that these rule changes come because you get in there and you talk to the guys about, well, what, what do you think's working? What isn't working? And, and the whole idea was that the podcast was going to be the next level of information delivery. But I very soon learned, no, actually, the guys don't want just that. They actually want to hop on and talk, and they want me to interview them, and they want to learn more about other guys in the league. Because not all of us are people who used to play for the team. Some of us are guys who used to play who've brought a mate in now. Or I met a guy at work three years ago who's an American football fanatic and a spot opened up, so I just brought him in. So our league is much more about the fantasy than it was about the old football team. But it's probably a mixture of about half-half who were old football guys who knew each other and then these other ring-ins. So it's kind of a great opportunity to get to know the other people a little better too because we don't all live in Canberra either. Yeah. So it just kind of became a social tool. Oh, yeah, it's tool. definitely a social tool. Yeah. That's freaking cool. You also... Yeah. I'm quite surprised yeah. it became that. Do you, do you encounter any weird kind of uh, wildlife when you're out on the field? <laughs> <laughs> the fields we used to play at, our league just had a home ground. It's called uh, our little gridiron league. and. You know, it it would just be covered in kangaroos, what? pretty much. <laughs> so, our team wore white jerseys, and we were the only ones in white jerseys, so you could see the kangaroo shit on our jerseys oh, a little bit more than other teams. But, um, yeah, you know, that's <laughs> they're the big thing. The kangaroos are just bloody really? everywhere in this town. So, they're, 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 uh, that just blows my mind. I don't know. I, I, over the weekend, I just witnessed my friend, my first ostrich. So uh, the, I, I live in the city, so I'm, uh, yeah, the only, like, the only animal, like, wildlife animals that I see, like, around my city are just horses. Like, I live, I live in a city or little city town that is predominantly, um, uh, they're ranches, like horse ranches, and and we, I see cows. Like if I go on like a hike, I'll see oh, uh, nice. a herd of cows. You know, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, I'm not totally in the city. I mean, I love being in the city, but I live on the outskirts of LA. So, what wild animals do you get out there then that you might just happen to see? Because, I mean, I've got a million of them, and I'd share that, but I'd yeah. love to hear what you just see that aren't domesticated. Maybe the, like, every, well, everything's pretty much domes- domesticated. I mean, I'll I'll go and ha- do, like, a walk around my block, and I'll see, like, herd of sheep, 
Like I'll I'll see some, but they're all they're all gated. Like these are all gated. I I don't see a sheep just uh, crossing crossing the liquor store or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> that would that'd be, be funny. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you want to come have a beer with me? Well, here where I am, that'd be cool. <laughs> the way they've built this town is that essentially Canberra is like seven cities that are all about 100,000, 50 to 100,000 people. And then they've got little tracts of nature reserve between them that are completely reserved to try and help encourage continual um, like wildlife activity of animals like having a kangaroo population that's wild but harmless. Um, encouraging things like you know possums and magpie populations and cockatoos yeah. and uh, and all those other sort of you know native creatures that would otherwise have somewhere to live if we didn't just steamroll the shit out of it and build a town. Um, so they're really conscious on trying to keep it that way. And I think too because it's the national capital, there's both. They're, they've got some bits that are just beautifully manicured to make it look like a postcard for when mm-hmm. visiting dignitaries come. Beautiful. It's it's really easy to forget how gorgeous the town is in that respect but you're never more than a couple of kilometers away from a nature reserve where there's going to be 700 kangaroos in there and if you're going to go for a jog through there yeah just you're just going to see a ton of them and i can't drive to work a 20 minute drive from my house to here without seeing dozens of kangaroos because you just drive through area that's reserved like that that's that's crazy. That, that well, I mean, there there must be uh, tons of them out there. You yeah. just you just said that there, I mean, your your guys' field used to be covered in their shit. So that's fucking wild. <laughs> well, they're jumpers too. So if you make a fence, they'll probably clear it. <laughs> and they dig under fences too. They're clever little devils. Uh, they, they dig their way under them, and and if you know they're less than five feet high, they'll just jump over them. They're, they're Damn, little suckers! And they're kind of the big, like I don't know. Do you have something like this where you are, where there's a particular animal that is like a a problem to the road? Like mm-hmm. if someone is going to mm-hmm. hit a piece of wildlife here, the top two, and it's not close, are they're going to hit a kangaroo, and that's ninety percent of them. Most of the other 10% is a wombat, and then the other, like, part of a percent is any other animals combined. Like, kangaroos and wombats massively lead the league in, uh, in causing car Wait, hold on. So a wombat is a real, uh, a real animal? Yeah. They're great what? animals, too. They're so little, fat, stumpy little things. Uh, Hold on, yeah, I yeah, have 100%. to Google a wombat. But the problem with them too is they're built like a barrel. <laughs> Google up a wombat, Dude, totally. I d- In our messages, I said that I was gonna Google uh, all. Liz from uh, Ghost obsessed with that. <laughs> <laughs> Google oh, it up, man. Google it up. Wow. Okay. This is just gonna. I find this too. I was talking to a comedian, a fellow named Eric Helwig. Mm-hmm. Check him out. He's really funny. But he was telling me that, talking to me, he's like, I can't actually tell if you're full of shit or if I'm tripping on 
acid or what's going on here? What's real? What's not? <laughs> I'm going to have to write all these things you're telling me down and Google some of this stuff up and work out how to shit you are, mate, because I'm telling him things like, you know, about kangaroos or how Tasmania is an island. It's a real place. I've got mm. a mate who lives there and he's like, you've got a friend who lives. I thought Tasmania was literally an invention of the Looney Tunes company. So the Tasmanian devil had somewhere to live. I'm like, no, no, Tasmanian devils exist too. They're an actual animal. He's like, you're full of shit. <laughs> and he was having to Google stuff up. So definitely feel free to Google stuff up so you can call my bluff. <laughs> no, these, dude, these things, send me, a, send me a wombat too. Add a wombat to the list that they're on the box. These. <laughs> Write this down. Wombat. Liz from You Should Have Got It is these obsessed things... with wombats. Ever since she learned that they poop in cubes she's just been fat this thing is cute i'm telling you this is a cute little animal yeah. when really people is. ask me they're like they're gonna ask me are you a... and they're built like little fat they're bolts. cute when when people ask me are you a dog person or a cat person i'm gonna tell them i'm neither i'm a wombat person <laughs> That made my day. That's so hilarious. I love that, Gil. Love yes. it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Whoa. So hang on. Yeah, Let's these do a quick cool. update on the list. I've got Vegemite, Wombat. <laughs> what else do I have to send you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know if Wombat's my gosh. Yeah, yeah, that's we'll cool. Give it a go. <laughs> the Mind Bus. Yeah, I don't know if he was going to survive that. Uh, How even far would it be? Like, how have you... Maddie, have you visited uh, the States before? I have not. No, I'm desperate to. Absolutely no. desperate. Um, yeah. And partly because I've just made yeah, so many of in the US in the last 12, 18 months. Um, but also, I was desperate to anyway. Right. It's, a, it's a new yeah. place, right? Yeah. yeah. It's okay, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 more in the lines like I I want to do like a big drive like uh, over here in the states we have yes. a this uh, historical uh, route called uh, Route 66, yes. and I want to I want to make that drive from Santa Monica uh, Pier, and then the route starts and ends in Illinois. Yeah, I mean, so I oh. I've yeah 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 it it's a big it's a big road. Like that's something miles. I want to do, but that's like later in life. Uh, I I want to visit something like that. Yeah, yeah. I heard it, it will take like a it takes like about seven about seven eight days in in a car. I mean, I don't know if that's uh, depending on how fast you're going. But, uh, yeah, that or uh, I've met great people overseas. I mean, there there's Brian in in Ireland. There's Marv and England and I have a actually I have a couple of uh friends out in um 
in in England and now I'm I'm so happy to have met you and now you're on the podcast now I have another uh exactly right I have another um I have another friend out in in Australia so yeah I mean like you said the just the community is growing you guys are all cool and and yeah just it's it's fascinating that we get to do this thing uh over over the internet and talk and have it recorded and and we can you know showcase this type of thing across the world oh 100% and this is why i like the name of your show too cuz this is i get this every time i listen to an episode of your show too is that you're bringing on somebody who's either from somewhere wildly different or who's bringing a wildly interesting subject and it totally does i'm like wow i've got this window to people who i I kind of either I know you a little bit or I don't know at all, and I get to just eavesdrop on their conversation, and I'm going to learn something kind of interesting, um, and I'm just going to be my my day is going to yeah. be better for exposing myself to that opportunity. Uh, I just sort of love too that the independent podcast community of people like yourself and and a whole bunch of the great people we've mentioned who also do shows are just so keen to help each other out, just so keen to share time with each other to help create content like this as well. Uh, it's just the most wonderfully inclusive and helpful community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, so you mentioned uh, cryptids. Uh, I, I had to ask uh, Xander and Stone what a cryptid was. Now now you yeah, have some... Uh, you, right? Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um those guys are all about so stuff. Yeah. So what what kind of cryptids do you have down uh down under in Australia? There's a couple of really great ones. Um I think there's there were two that I really wanted to make sure I gave some airtime to. And there's one of them called a bunyip. It's spelled B-U-N-Y-I-P. And it's a kind of interesting creature because really, for me, thinking about it in modern terms, it really is a wonderful Aboriginal story of, like, safety around water. Because the idea of them is that they live in billabongs or, you know, what you might call a pond or a, a lake. and Okay. They effectively sort of come out of the billabong and steal children. So it really is kind of, I guess, become the, the story of, oh, if you go too close to the water, you know, be careful. It's dangerous near the water. And the way of keeping kids safe around that is to say, well, the bunyip will get you in an age before <laughs> having to have your pool fenced. <laughs> so they're 60,000 years ahead of their time, the Aboriginals. They've, they've um, done a terrific job of creating that narrative. Um, but if you Google them up, they're hideously ugly beasts, these bunyips. Bunyips? Yeah, bunyip. And it sounds so Aussie, doesn't it? <laughs> Dude, everything sounds cool in Aussie. Australia, man. <laughs> bunyip. I mean, have you had a look at some of those creatures? Oh, yeah. They're right. gross looking. Yeah. Look at them. Okay, I've seen Horrible. this thing. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. see that yeah. guy's coming out of the water. Yeah, so that's kind of their, their hometown is uh, they live in little um, 
you know, they call them a billabong. I know that billabong's like a surf brand that folks from the US would know uh, that word through that. Yeah. Uh, but it really is like a, a pretty broadly termed word from one of the Aboriginal languages to describe the pond or a lake. I think one thing that people don't know about Australia too is that essentially the big island is divided up into around 200 groups of different Aboriginal nations. So when you say Aboriginal and you use one word, well, you're really only using one Aboriginal word that might be used by some group of them. So it's, it's a tricky sort of scenario there. And I think as a country, we're only just starting to get better at recognising um, how the country looked before white people turned up and being a lot more respectful about how we conduct ourselves and be a bit more apologetic for how they've been treated in the past. So, um, yeah, that, there is some beautiful recognition about some of these things, though, and Bunyip is a good one because I think they show there they're 60,000 years ahead of their time with <laughs> safety around unfenced pools and, and water. Uh, but it's a great yeah. term, Bunyip. The other one that is a bit more recent, which is definitely a Western invention, is called a drop bear, D-R-O-P, drop bear. And essentially, when you Google it up, you're going to get a picture of a vicious-looking koala. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea of these guys is that it's, it's complete bullshit. It's a real manufacturing of, um, of, of trying to make the koala look mean instead of cute and mostly stoned. And the idea is that right. we tell foreigners that they just drop out of trees and land on you, and then they'll just <laughs> chew at you. <laughs> and they don't what? do it to Australians. So, what? They do it to foreigners because they love the smell of foreign blood. <laughs> what, uh, right. what was the name of the, this angry koala thing? One's called a drop bear. D-R-O-P-B-E-A-R. Drop, drop bear. Because that's the idea. They drop out of the tree and land, and land on you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's their attack mechanism is to ambush you by just falling out of a gum tree. Okay, so so essentially, they're they're just angry koalas. Yeah, pretty well. Koala bears. I mean, it's again, it's another <laughs> one of these things. They're total bullshit, but it's a funny story to tell a foreigner. Watch out for the drop bears and watch them get nervous, especially when you explain what they are, because yeah. they don't know that you're full of shit. They don't know. <laughs> yeah, they just don't just know. There's drop bears everywhere. <laughs> Careful of the drop bears. There are a few in that tree over there, so keep away. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah, yeah these things yeah. are scary. Wait, I mean, this looks like you know. uh, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> that Disney movie. Do you think that's what Pixar have done? They've just gone, let's right. take the drop bear and we'll just turn it into something else. <laughs> we'll make it blue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Yep. Stitch. That's what they did. That's so great. <laughs> oh, it's terrific. But they're the two yeah. that I thought. So, would be the dude, most okay. So, you. Yeah, these are cool. I got them on the. I'm excited. I, I got them on here. So, uh, uh, you mentioned uh, Aboriginal, right? So. Yeah. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, um, I didn't know what that was, what that term was. And he, oh. he gave me like a description. So I even, I Googled it like a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago when he told me about this. I, I didn't, 
I didn't really know like what he was talking about. And then he sent me these in, and maybe you can uh, give me a little bit more, uh, I guess the history on this. Like I, uh, I just uh, read up on it a little bit, but you said that uh, now that it's um, there's different terms that you're, you're associating uh, now. Yeah. I mean, uh, as we get into uh, different culture. Yeah, I think this is something where we've been pretty slow as uh, a modern culture to adopt better language around how to talk about the people who lived here before white settlement okay. started in the late, 18, uh, the late 1700s. And the broad term to just discuss anyone who was native was to use the word Aboriginal. And I'd just throw them all into sort of one basket with that term. And more recently, I think, people have, have come up with much more respectful ways to talk about the people who lived here before White Settlement started. So we use the word Indigenous Australians a lot more uh, to, to sort of, I guess, be a bit more inclusive too. The folks who live on the islands just north of Australia, but not quite as far north as Papua New Guinea and into Southeast Asia, but those islands that sort of just run between Australia and the next island up have a very different set of ancestral... Um, uh, like uh, ancestral lineage to folks generally who are on the Australian mainland too. So to just throw them all in one basket, even though they're obviously genetically very different groups of people as well, was pretty disrespectful. So you'll see, you right. might see this too if you Google stuff up around this, that there's the Australian flag and people kind of, I guess, know it. It's got the Union Jack in the corner. It's blue. It's got a bunch of stars on it. You might then also see this Aboriginal flag, which is to... Um, I guess, represent the folks who were First Nation people from the mainland and Tasmania. And it's a black a flag that's black in the top half, red in the bottom half, and has a golden disc in the middle. And that's really to represent red I is the land, yeah, yellow is the sun, black is the people. It's a really nice flag. I actually like it more than the Australian flag. And then there's a third flag you might see called the Torres Strait Islander flag. And... This is that group of islands north of Australia that they're not Papua New Guinea and they're not Indonesia, um, and the folks living there don't really have ancestrally a tie to the people who are on the mainland. And that flag is sort of got two green panels, one at the top and one at the bottom, and then a big thick blue panel through the middle and a white design in the middle. And that's oh, to yeah, represent the it. groups of people on those flags. So around Canberra, especially since we're the seat of government, you see the Australian flag, the Aboriginal flag, and the Torres Strait Islander flag all together, flying all three of them next to each other an awful lot. Um, and I, I don't know, does the US have anything sort of like like that? Um, no, I mean, we have our United States of America flag, but we also have each state has their own type of flag. So maybe, yeah, I guess you can say that we do. So, and, and, and still people like to, yeah, yeah. And still people like to wave their Confederate flag still. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a very interesting, yeah, it's a very interesting, uh, melting pot. And in California, we have our, uh, we have the bear, uh, on our flag. Oh, I've seen which that is, flag. Uh, California. Yeah, along yeah the we have a bear. Brown bear. I've seen that one. 
some of these turn up on yeah, like t-shirts. Yeah, it's black and thing that here. You see, like you know, mm-hmm. like your LA cap. See that insignia on things. We see the NY yeah. New York. You see the Boston B. Um, you see like the Ohio flag, which has that like circle. You see people wearing that sometimes around, and it's just generally to do with sports teams. Generally, yeah. Yeah, the California flag has, uh, it's, yeah, white and red. It says California Republic on it, and then it has that brown uh, brown bear on it. And uh, it has a, a red star, which is uh, kind of weird. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like because flags. of the amount of People bears we have? I don't know. So, yeah, it gets me thinking, well, what's the message that they're trying to share with the flag that has the bear on it? Yeah, the California Republic right. bit tells you something. But then the star, yeah. too. Well, there's going to be a message in the star as well, because it's all symbolism, right? The whole thing's yeah, about it's... symbolism. Um, yeah. We're going to the effort to put these things on. Yeah. I, I just find that always so interesting. And this is sort of why I think, in my lifetime, I'm a thousand percent sure the Australian national flag is going to change, because really we don't have a tie to Britain politically like the head of state is still the queen but she doesn't actually have any power in our parliament and i imagine that the day will come where we'll go well why do we need the union jack on our flag we don't let's change it let's change it to be something that's more inclusive and more respectful to the people who lived here for sixty thousand years before the white folks turned up <laughs> yeah i 100 percent think that's going to happen in my lifetime i'm, I'm only really? in my late 30s there's a lot of time for that to change i also then think it would not be a very far step to imagine that then either the national anthem or, and, or the, um, oh gosh, I completely lost my train of thought there. Um, or the national day. We've got this day called Australia Day that happens in the end of January. And it is on the day that, Cap- that the, the first fleet from England landed in Sydney Cove. And I think, Oh, that's not terribly respectful to the people who lived here yeah. a thousand years to go. Let's just have our national day on the day that you got invaded by white people. So I imagine that will change in my lifetime as well. Well, this and I'd be cool. With yeah. That. Well, I mean, the same thing happened in the states with uh, Columbus Day in in the states. Ah, yes. When's that? Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't even fucking know. Hold on, let me let me Google that because. <laughs> I, the the reason why, well, my heritage, uh, we didn't really celebrate that. And, and the, the weird thing is now, the, the weird thing is now that it's not called, uh, I think they, they scratched, uh, the Columbus day name out of it and they made it, uh, indigenous people's day, which I think is still very disrespectful. Because you're still, it, it don't it doesn't matter the name that you're changing it. It's still a day of it was still a day of reckoning for the people for the native yeah. people of the day. So who gives a shit what name you give it? It's the actual day and the the definition of what you're yeah. celebrating. You know. I agree with you. This is why I think that if they're gonna ever rename our national day they've got to move it to a different date mm-hmm. altogether right the one that i've heard that i like most and i think you'll like this Gil. there's a little pocket of the population who every 
year as Australia Day approaches, there's this campaign called Change the Date. And I think every year as it comes around too, I feel more and more like I'm, I'm probably in that camp as well who's like, yeah, let's just change the date. Yeah. It would be much more respectful. The one I've heard is the best to change it to that I like the most is May the 8th because then you can, it can be on May 8th. And what's more Australian than mate? <laughs> uh? There we go. You have to, if there's a, what? that's brilliant. If there's a panel or something to change it, you send it, send it to them. I'd, I'd mail that in. I mean, that would get my vote just in terms of, you know, it being something that I think part of our national identity is, you will know, we'll take us seriously when we need to be taken seriously. But on the whole, we're pretty easy going folks. And that would be, show our easygoingness and our silliness and our self-deprecation humour. But I can also imagine then stuffy government people being like, we can't change it to that. Oh, that doesn't represent us on a global standpoint. Yeah, Yeah, but to answer your question, uh, Columbus Day is uh, August 11th. No, no, no. no. Hold on, I messed that up, but don't write that down. Um, October 11th. So yeah, October 11. Oh, wow. And so it's not called that anymore, no. but it's still on the same date? Right. Yeah, I'm looking it wow. up now. Yeah, it, but it's, it's a, it's a federal funny. holiday. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm, I'm pulling up a, um, an article. Uh, even, yeah, asking, is it Columbus Day or is it Indigenous Peoples Day? Yeah. I'd be interested in mm-hmm. that. Indigenous people yeah. today. I think it's something that colonized places are slowly working out is we've just got to be better at acknowledging how shitty we were at treating the people who were here when it started to get colonized yeah. and not be satisfied with then just saying, well, we're sorry about it, but also take proactive steps to show, yeah, but we're also going to be better yeah. than that. Yeah, I mean... And I don't think that's too Yeah, the, considering it was about 600 years ago, um, yeah, I think it's about time we should yeah. uh, start changing stuff. What do you think? <laughs> For us, it's about 250 uh-huh. years. Well, oh, you okay. Know, what's 250 years? Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> so, but, I mean, people have been really getting along on this horribly deserted island, you know, just it's a really harsh place in a lot of places. There's only so many tracks where it's really, really arable. And people have been successfully living here for 60,000 years, and then we just turn up and say, oh, they're savages. Oh, we'll just push them yeah. off the land, and, and we'll show them how, how you're meant to live, and we'll show them civilization, and we'll do what we want. And, and to not acknowledge it and then to not say, and not only are we going to acknowledge it, but we're actually going to show that we can do better than that, seems really... I know, I just, I, it doesn't sit well with me at all. So another, uh, and actually one of the things that actually happened uh, this year was uh, the was the federal government actually made uh, Juneteenth a holiday in observance of, um, yeah, in, in observance of uh, after the the Declaration of Proclamation that uh, Abraham Lincoln did at the end of the Civil War. And it was the day that Texas actually let uh, their slaves free. It, it wasn't... So get this, I, I, I had to Google this up after because Texas 
kept slaves, I think, two years after the original um after original date that Abraham Lincoln actually uh you know freed them in, in across the states but i uh texas didn't te- texas didn't do that so yeah really? yeah i think it was it was texas uh uh they kept them about uh two years two years after that that was signed, which is freaking that's nuts. Now this, I don't know whether this is getting too political for you because I just don't know and I'm a foreigner who doesn't know some things about this, especially where states jostle for stuff. But is this kind of how Texas, from what I understand of the history of it, Texas, its own republic, it grudgingly joins the union on some conditions of its own. Is this kind of one of those things where it's kind of like posturing like, yeah, well, if we're going to be part of your union and you're making everyone else give up their slaves. We'll give them up too, but not yet. Is it kind of I mean, posturing I, like that, do you think? I, no, I... I'd understand. No, 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 of course. Uh, this, is why, this is why we're here. Um, I, 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 it could be, because when you go back at American history, yeah. from, I mean, just from the time of the creation of federalism and U.S. history... A lot of states did not like the federal government. They did not. Uh, that I mean, of course, that's why the Civil War started, because of the issue of slavery. Of course, there was many different issues that uh, federal government had and uh, state governments had. And mo- majority of it was, I want states to run their own states, and the federal government just needs to stay out of it. Right. So uh, the biggest issue in the 1800s was uh, was slavery, because when uh, in I think it was the late 1800s, when the U.S. started expanding, they they expanded to Texas, they expanded to California, they expanded to Arizona, New Mexico and Utah. When the, I believe it was the compromise, compromise of like 1812, I believe. And uh, because of that compromise, uh, a lot of like the federal government wanted to move towards to gain that territory from uh, Native Americans. And they wanted, they, the decision and the issue was, okay, are those states going to be slave states or are those states going to be free states? So the compromise was that California, Arizona, New Mexico, I believe, don't quote me anybody, but I'm just going off of what I remember in my history class, is that uh, California, Arizona, New Mexico, those were going to be free states, but the compromise was that Texas was going to be uh, predominantly a slave state and have uh, a new law w- that was built in Texas was that any runaway slave that they caught in their own state uh, was going to be a slave. They they weren't going to be extradited to their state. So I that was the messed up thing too because... Now you have people that were leaving, uh, trying to uh, get away from that type of lifestyle. As a slave, if you ran over and you found yourself in Texas, 
you're ultimately ultimately fucked because you're trying to go to Arizona, California. If you're caught in Texas, you 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 were thrown in prison and you were uh, extradited back or whatever. You're wow. you're kept there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. When I look back at American history, so we don't. Yeah, when I look at back at American history, I just it, it just amazes me because a lot of this fight between federal states and just regular states, it, it's just a big compromise. Like everything is, it's it's not one way or the other. It's it's one big compromise, and that's what history is. I mean, but is, where is the where is the weight being held at? It's ultimately it was the native. Uh, Native Americans that um, that suffered. It was the African Americans that suffered. It's just it's awful. Oh yeah, and that's so many of those things are similar here that it's either the Native people or folks who've migrated here who get treated really poorly, really really poorly, and they're disenfranchised and they're disempowered and they're taken advantage of. And it's still the case now. Mm-hmm. Still the people who've got the the worst working conditions are generally going to be people who come from those um, less advantageous backgrounds, and um, you know, and people drag their feet trying to fix it. It's it's really horrible. Yeah. So it's no different here. Yeah. It's uh, but I I think the great thing is that uh, there's this big uh, I guess uh, so to speak like a great awakening happen happening, and now we're we're trying to slowly but surely things are getting a little bit better, but uh, we don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, things are getting better. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong, but it's just the, the timing. It, it's very, very slow. I think. Yes. Yeah. I think the thing that is the most encouraging though, is when you see things like, you know, gosh, that's so going back a little bit, but, the media like this, where just the everyday person all of a sudden gets a voice that they can broadcast to people, has completely opened the world for folks from backgrounds that would never have got a voice in the past. And, and like the Arab Spring was just the beginning, right? And I kind of love that that moment happened because then you get all these sorts of things. Like there's no way that a campaign to change our National Day's date gets off the ground if there isn't social media. Because there's too many folks who just like things the way they always were to ever want to disrupt the boat and would not take the time to hear the other side's argument and show it any respect at all if there wasn't a way for those people to get the platform to do it. Like It would just never get on the national agenda any other way. So I kind of love that that happens because I think there's a great chance that I would be one of these people who would never know any better and I would just have the same old views as my parents and their parents and their parents because I just never knew any better. So I just kind of love that this thing exists because it just gives you the chance to get smarter and just to be better. Yeah, just yeah. Be better uh, at gaining, gaining the knowledge of, right. uh, of these types of issues, but not just gaining the knowledge, but also, uh, also, you know, going in a different direction than, um, than just being passed down, uh, generation by generation, uh, you know, knowledge that you even, you wouldn't even know, you know? So yeah, it's a definitely with uh stuff like this, podcasting, um, you know, social media, it, it, it's amazing. Cause if you think about it, like it, it back in the 1960s, when, 
uh, there was different, uh, you know, racial equality things happening in um, in uh, the Jim Crow era of of America of um, of that. Uh, I can only imagine. Um, they had they didn't have any newspapers that went out. The only thing that they didn't have any Facebook. They didn't have Instagram. I I, I think about this all the time. Like uh, if we had a huge uh, yeah. you know civil rights movement back in the 1960s and they had the same resources we had now i think that we would be advanced 30 40 50 60 years in in racial equality i think that uh now that our the movement has um you know had a big push like organizations like blm i mean depending on uh yeah. what I mean, what side of the story you on? You you are uh, you know against BLM. You you are for QAnon. It, it it doesn't matter. But I mean, with resources like this, I'm gonna get dark again. Is that yeah? There's racial equality types of organizations, but there's different types of organizations that are counteracting uh, racial racial equality, like. Uh, I, I didn't even know this, but uh, one of the the first uh, organizations was uh, well, I knew this, but it it was kind of strange to think about was uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Like it, that was way early. I mean, way in the eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds, and and I watched this uh, documentary uh, about them, how they were the first, I guess, police force. Uh, after uh, after the civil right, I mean, after the civil the civil war, they were used as the clan me- clan members were used as a type of to police uh, different uh, African Americans. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. So essentially, the Ku Klux Klan I was the first policeman. That's yeah. so crazy. Like, it's just weird to think, that's acceptable until it's not. And then once it's not, look at us, we're all like, that's unbelievable. And I just kind of wonder how many things that are just kind of accepted as day-to-day life now that in 60 years our grand is going to be like, <laughs> that's unbelievable. How could you yeah. have lived like that? I mean, I already think of some of them, like especially with the way the world is, well, certainly some countries anyway, I definitely have gotten – to see beautiful windows into the how the U.S. is approaching First Nations and Native people and folks from immigrant backgrounds and just how far that's progressing and everything's granular. It it takes a little while, but it's good to see that the momentum is gaining and that I know in our country that's improving as well, which is good news. Um, But, yeah, I I can sort of see that some of those things will be the things that in 50 or 60 years have brings to be like, I can't believe that, you know, some of those things were the issues they were. That, and, and this is one where I, I honestly just didn't know if this is only something that I'd come into because all of a sudden I've got this beautiful window of, um, of seeing into American life in a way I'd never before because I've got all these lovely friends in the podcast community yeah. who are chiefly based in the US. I had not heard of Juneteenth before, and I just kind of thought, how does this happen? How, I've heard of mm-hmm. – I'm sure I've heard of Columbus Day – I've heard of other days on the US calendar, like there's a President's <laughs> Day and other stuff. I don't know. 
I had just never heard of it. I thought, what is going on? It was everywhere over social media two weeks ago, yeah. and I'd never heard of it before. And I just thought, what have I missed here? So I was also sort of glad for you to oh, say, yeah. well, some aspects of it have really only get the the, the yeah. oxygen to get out there and be spoken about now. So that, that did make me feel better. No, but you, you also brought a good point, which I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go back and look at what was the actual deal like we were talking about um the 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 great compromise of night of 1812 i want to i want to go back and actually do the research do my research on uh texas on why they why they were held uh those two years after the declaration and proclamation was was actually signed that's uh that's gonna be my homework tonight maddie thank you About that. Well, I'm going to do it too, Gil, because um, I don't know. This is the other thing. I'm a son of two historians, and uh, this kind of stuff, once I get a little crack, a little fissure of, um, oh, here's an interesting lead to follow, then I just go throw myself into it. In the last couple of weeks, I've been reading a lot about that lost colony of Roanoke, um, is kind of my special subject of extra interest at the moment, which was around the time of Queen Elizabeth I. It was really the first Protestant attempts to build colonies on North America and trying to build them in spots that Spain wasn't because okay. they were the, the Catholics. Um, so not to piss off the Catholics, but to also get a British toehold in the New World. And um, there are many attempts at trying to do that, but then there was this one in particular that there's a whole bunch of mystery about what happened to the people who were left here when they couldn't come back and check on them and they came back eventually to check on them and they'd just gone. Um, so I'm, I'm researching that at the moment. But I'm going to put this one on there because I think the whole 1812 and Juneteenth. Yeah. Um, that's too fascinating yeah, it to walk it's a, History, like you were saying, American history is just, uh, it, it blows my mind. Like uh, when, you know, at the start of pandemic, I probably mentioned this too in, yeah. in uh, previous episodes or whatever, but um, I, I went back to college uh, at, after being, uh, you know, furloughed from my uh, full-time job. I I went back to college and I started taking all these history classes and I learned so much in the past, you know, 12 months, 13, 14 months than I did in the past five years. It it was just, it was amazing. Like, I took history of rock and roll. I took... uh, uh, some political science courses and I took some, uh, history classes. Yeah. It was just, man, like everything I, I had, yeah, I have all these notes and I, that I go back and I learn and just, it, it's, it's all cool stuff, man. You know, and I use majority of that stuff for, for this podcast and even learning the podcasting systems in general too. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a learning curve with that. And I think to bring it back to the beautiful community that gets us introduced to each other is that everybody in those little communities, um, they, they want to see each individual little in, independent podcast get better. And where in other industries people are competing for market share, um, everyone in this little community is is the other way around. They're just... Yeah. They're, they're cooperating to make the market bigger and they don't seem to mind who gets 
what share of it. It's more about, oh, well, let's help you get better. Oh, you've hit a stumbling block I hit. Let me tell you what I learned from that. Oh, right. you've got a question. I can help you find an answer yeah. to that. And it's just such an unselfish little community. It's it's truly bizarre. In a world where people are out to get a lot for Yeah, themselves, it is. Like if, if I have... You know, questions or problems or ideas. I like to use you guys as like a like a soundboard. Use you guys as a community. If I have questions, if I think certain things will work, if they don't work, hey guys, what do you think about this? And it's 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 all. You guys are very. Um, you guys are are very forthcoming with uh, different ideas, and you guys crack me up. Maddie, you crack me up. Aaron is just hilarious. Uh, Liz and Shayna, I, their episode is actually uh, coming out this Thursday, and by the time this comes out, uh, it was already passed. So if you skip that and are listening now, go back to that episode also after this one, and you'll see all the uh, amazing, fun uh, stuff that we have. And I'm going to put maddie's link down in the show notes so that way uh you can go down and uh take a look and listen to his podcast you should have ghosted was also on his podcast with the bub and gob show so um dude that was yeah. so funny i i just time, uh, my, back hurt, my back hurt my back hurt after <laughs> that and it's it it was amazing and you got to learn a lot of about uh i didn't know um were we talking about like mel gibson or it was some it was mel gibson right i didn't know he was australian that's fucking crazy yeah it's so funny there's so many folks who are like that too because i think people i think people know i didn't know that either grew up in oh Australia. okay okay but she was born in hawaii so we, we claim her but people say oh russell crowe is australian it's like well again he was kind of born in new zealand and grew up here mm. we we throw all sorts of tentative claims over people who are successful <laughs> kind of sniffed us once and we're like oh that makes you australian um so some of them are true and some of them are less true i guess um and you have to stretch the bounds of truth to make sure they're getting incorporated. But yeah, definitely when Mel Gibson's star was on the rise, Australia was like, yes, Australian Mel Gibson. And then he's had a few really questionable things happen to him in more recent times and some really unfortunate media. Uh, no, I, he's, not, he's not He's not Australian anymore. I don't, from Mel Gibson no, he's good. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, he's... Yeah. <laughs> exactly, Gil, exactly. Um, but I think that was what was really funny about it too was those opportunities for uh, you know the, the the you should have ghosted ladies and the bub and gobs guys to volunteer an answer about somebody who they thought fit the criteria of my question and um, like you know there was something about a tennis who'd won the last Australian to win a tennis Grand Slam and Shana's answer was Andre mm-hmm. Agassi because she's like I'm pretty sure he's not from here anyway so he might as well be from Australia. <laughs> I just like that that was her reasoning. <laughs> and then it turns out he was from Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it it was it was, uh, it was, was it was one of the best great. hours I, of my life. I don't I was listening to it like very very early in the morning. 
that I remember. And I, and, and I was trying to sleep and I was listening to that and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a good nap early in the morning. And I just, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to put this down. I'm going to finish the rest of this podcast. And it it was, it was awesome. It was amazing. I love those guys. And, and in the future, hopefully, I I, I want to reach out to Bubba and Gobs, and hopefully, I can get them on uh, here as well. So, I mean, since we're we're all uh, we're all you know communicating and we're all uh, doing this thing that we we uh, that we love, I mean, why not? You know, this it's great. Yeah, I think at this stage we're all podcast family, aren't we? Isn't that kind of how it is? So you know, family looks out for each other and does stuff for each other and helps each other out and. I mean, gosh, yeah. I think the next step for me too is uh, you mentioned the team mm-hmm. from Bad Council a little earlier, and uh, I've got my people in touch with Greg's Ooh. people to talk a little bit oh, about cool. with him. So that's coming up and uh, for because yeah. those guys are a yeah. riot. Oh, I don't think I could ever have met all of them on my show because I just don't know how yeah. Tim controls that room. Those guys are yeah. So, so uh, I do. Wild. I don't even know if you. Uh, I've done a, a an episode with the lot of them, which that was ex- I could I wasn't How? able to it, hold on. It, I was doing that episode, and it was a four twenty episode. So you you know me, I, I'm a soul cowboy. Uh, I had some cannabis right before that <laughs> show, and oh man, it, it was. It it was fun. It was a great fun show, but it it just the dynamic to to uh to uh you know kind of involve yourself when Jack is going and when Greg is going and it's just and we try to re- think okay, so who's hosting? Is Gil hosting? Is Tim hosting? So yeah, it was yeah, it was it was nuts, what? but. Uh, more on that, like in the future, uh, I hope to get, uh, me and Tim are actually working on a scheduling date. Uh, so it's just going to be me and me and the host, Tim, uh, on a mind bus special. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll probably hit up Greg in the, in the nearest future. I kind of want to get them all separately so we can, I can, uh, yeah, I can open up uh, cool. on them, and they can open up on on the podcast. So it's uh, it's all a project, and the cool thing. I mean, they're all pretty big personalities, and to get them all oh, in yeah. one space, that room fills up real quick. Um, but to have them separated out, that'd be fun. Uh, I mean, I'd heard with Jack Brian appeared yeah. with Brian on concerts that made us pretty recently, and that was fantastic because Jack kind of had all the room he needed. Um, but you know, gosh, once you also get Greg and you also get Katie and you also get Tim, um, gee, I think <laughs> poor Brian would have a t- yeah. tough time keeping the, the four of them in check as well because it's just, it's, yeah, oh, yeah, they bring it, they've got so much energy, uh, yeah. And, mm. and I think it's going to be great to just just have Greg, um, and because he's much oh, okay. more the football guy from their show, too. He was saying he's a big Pittsburgh Steelers guy. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting into him about how terrible his team always is when they play in my awful Jacksonville team. Um, for anyone who knows a little about football, for whatever reason, they're the only team my team can ever beat. And uh, I'm looking forward to raking him through the coals on that. But also, it just he's got such a... 
a quiet sensibility mm-hmm. about how he gets in there and makes his joke. I just, uh, I'm just yeah. really interested yeah. to get him. Yeah, by Tim, himself. Tim and I have been working on on a date, so hopefully that one. Yeah, and he's then clearly the, got a podcast uh, background. Like, yeah, you can hear it. He's just he would be really interesting to get one. Along. Yeah, yeah, he's he's awesome. Like, uh, uh, another. So I've dissected two shows already uh two so the inner monologue podcast i've had four of those guys individually um those guys so yeah the i've had those individually and then also grown man logic uh is another podcast uh with a quartet inside that i've dissected uh i've talked to kendra i've talked to uh carla I've talked to Eric and um though those haven't came well Kendra's and Carla's have uh been published uh Eric's is going to be coming up uh in a couple of weeks and wow. uh, I'm going to have Dwan uh later on uh tonight so yeah it's going to be oh, wow. yeah it's going to be very interesting Yeah I'm just so pleased you managed to fit me into your dance card. Oh, that's... no. No, I, if, if... This is how you're the only ones, mate. Bloody hell. If, if I want somebody on, Ed, uh, I'm going to make it work. And uh, that's pretty much the attitude you got to have. I mean, you know. Gosh. Well, you've been very gracious in all the bouncing around we've done to try and finally get this date to work. And yeah. I really do appreciate you making some time to uh, to get me onto your show to talk yeah. to my weird accent and bring up all the... <laughs> On subjects, but I've just had such a plot. Yeah, this is this is awesome, Maddie. So uh, take some time, uh, talk about uh, the Astro League podcast and where we can find it and all that good stuff. So go ahead, you have some couple of minutes. Go. This is where you pull the string on my back and out it comes. Uh, there you go. Here we go. So. I'm Matty C, and I'm the commissioner of the little league that we all play in. But my buddies, Taylor and Seahorse, and more recently, another buddy from the show who's in the league as well, Marky Mark, have been calling by. Uh, come and join us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Astro League Pod. And really, our show is 100% Australian guys playing fantasy American football from here in Australia. And, uh, you know, so it gets all the great analysis you could almost get anywhere else. But they don't have funny Aussie accents. So come and join us just for that. Uh, we have a good time. And, uh, and I think you could even pick up a few extra little words along the way. You'll find yourself saying things like hooroo and g'day before you know it. And if you're really nice to us, we might send you a jar of Vegemite like we're going to send to, to Gil. Ah. Yes. And a wombat. <laughs> <laughs> and a wombat, Yes. <laughs> So do you, when uh, when I do that episode, I'm gonna e- be eating my Vegemite with a cracker. I don't maybe a tortilla since you, everybody oh. knows me, and um, I'll up. have a I'll have a uh, wombat right there petting, and I'll be eating the Vegemite. This is so good. yeah. I'm gonna work out a few other <laughs> things to toss into this box, but yeah, it's it's gonna come. We'll get uh, we'll get our admin departments in touch with each other to get posting addresses, and we'll we'll make this happen, Gil. We'll make this happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, all the show notes are going to be down there. Uh, Astro League uh, link is going to be in the show notes. So if you like this presentation, go down there and give him a follow. And I'm going to have his links to all his social media stuff is going to be down there, too. So uh, have at it. And 
thanks maddie and uh that was another one thanks guys thanks maddie For listening to the Mind Buzz podcast, subscribe to the Mind Buzz YouTube channel and watch full podcast episodes. Keep up with the hosts, guests, and upcoming events by following the Mind Buzz on Instagram at the Mind Buzz. See you on the next one.